Hi everybody, this is Rick Arredondo from the Ezekiel Project Studio here in New Philadelphia, Ohio. And welcome to another easy podcast. And today's segment, we'll be talking more about small business and the relevance of small business in particular during this time of crisis with the COVID-19 virus. So thank you for joining us and enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Rick Arredondo at the Ezekiel Project Studio, and I'm with Michaela Madison of Newsy Mom. And welcome, Michaela, again to our Easy Podcast. And we're here to talk, uh, continue our conversations about uh, what's happening in the small business realm, in particular, how businesses can continue to be relevant during this time when you're not necessarily uh, seeing your clients in your normal circumstance. And we, we, we're strong advocates of using technology, in particular social media, to stay relevant. And so uh, Michaela and I were talking uh, last couple of days about bringing what we hope is helpful information to you about just what social media really is about and how to use the platform, but, but use it with an intentionality that actually accomplishes what you want to accomplish. And so Michaela, we talked about Facebook a little bit, but uh, obviously there's more to it than just uh, Facebook. So I don't know if you just want to kind of cover the gamut of what is available in social media and maybe, you know, some of your impressions on the relevancy right now. Yeah. So we know that at this point, social media is an amazing tool to build meaningful relationships, to reach our clientele um, when we can't reach them face to face, you know, even before all of this that's happening right now, social media was uh, seen as a resource. And when we say social media, we mean platforms like Facebook, which obviously is the powerhouse, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of these different things. Snapchat falls into the the realm of social media. So there's a lot of different platforms. What you have to think of as a business owner, you really need to consider who your audience is and who you're trying to talk to and where they live. Just because there are umpteen social media platforms doesn't mean you have to be on all of them or that you should be. You're going to spread yourself too thin. You need to prioritize where is, am I going to reach the bulk of who I'm trying to talk to? And that's where I need to allocate my time and spend, you know, my creative power to come up with different things to reach them. So Michaela, could you kind of go back over the demographics again? Facebook seems to be one that people don't make that differentiation because if a young person wants to connect with grandma or grandpa, they use Facebook and because that's just what grandma and grandpa prefer. And then there's other cases where the younger person would actually choose to use something different than that for that purpose. And so can you talk a little bit about what you kind of visualize as the main differences in those age demographics? Facebook is one that just stands alone. There, there's no other platform that compares to Facebook. And I don't see Facebook going away anytime soon. And it's really become, I mean, it set forth this motion of, of social media dominance. So Facebook does serve a lot of purposes. So, you know, Facebook, because it's been around longer, and it really is simplified like this, Rick, um, because Facebook has been around so long, you're going to find your older demographics more present on Facebook. Twitter, obviously, more closer to that younger part of the spectrum. But, you know, so it's just a matter of just figuring out 
where is my demographic? And you can look that information up if you want hard numbers. You know, I, I'm talking to 25 to 45 year olds. What platform should I be on? I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. So um, we talked about maybe getting to more specifics about Facebook because of just, again, it seems to be the platform of choice in this market. So let's talk about what are some of the, so let's just say you, let's assume they have a Facebook account and you're a business and what should they be thinking about right now? And I do think it's that step back opportunity to see, you know, are they, are they getting reactions or what, what is the quality of what they're posting? Even better, what are other people posting that they're watching that maybe are in a similar uh, business or, you know, if it's retail, it's retail. If it's, if it's something else, then I guess, you know, you know who your competition is, but let's just kind of start with, uh, you have Facebook, let's assume that they do. What, what were, what would be some of the things that you would recommend they do to kind of take a step back and start to rethink how they're using this utility? So uh, Michaela and I were talking about you know, most of you, um, we're assuming, have a Facebook page, but maybe not all of you have a business Facebook page. And there's clearly a differentiation based on the audience you're trying to reach. So we're just going to kind of go over some building blocks, some basic things that, and again, remember that Facebook business is free. So it's not like you're paying anything for it. It's just knowing more how to use the utility, but also know why you're using it. And, you know, some of the benefits of it. So, Michaela, let's just talk about, you know, you're, you've got a business page. Uh, you've been, you know, actively maybe using it or intermittently using it. So kind of start with some, some basics. Like, if I were you right now, what I would do is. So as a business owner, you may have a personal Facebook page as well. So I think just about anybody has a personal Facebook page anymore. What you need to consider, though, is there is a big difference between a personal Facebook page and a business Facebook page. Business Facebook page gives you access to statistics and insights that help you gauge how well the content is doing that you're publishing. So you can take a look at your reach, your engagement, the geographic location of where people are that are coming to your page for information. And Rick, that's so valuable because that allows you to see what content and what kind of flavor of content and tone your audience likes best. So you can use those statistics to say, well, this posted well, how can I create more content that while is not the same, takes the same angle or approach or tone as that posted that performed well, so that these amazing numbers that I received with that one post become consistent. And that's just not an anomaly that that posted well for you. So that's the big difference in why a business account is so important. And you hit the nail on the head. It's free. <laughs> it is free. So why not utilize it? When you're talking about um, what content, okay, so you know you're on Facebook now, you know that's where your demographic is, you have a business page, uh, you have a nice cover photo on your Facebook business page that uh, maybe shows a picture of your team, a group team photo. A lot of times your profile picture is your logo, so people recognize that that page, who that page belongs to. So you've done all of those things, you've created an about, your page is set up, you're ready to go. What the heck do you post, right? So what do I tell people? How do I not make it to where it's so overwhelming to me as a business owner caught up in day-to-day -day operations? 
that I can actually do it and do it with intention and purpose. Okay. So the way that I recommend doing this is give yourself a, a list of umbrella topics. Okay. Or umbrella focuses that you want to highlight on your page and create what I, a content calendar, a content schedule. So you have a, a old paper call. I'm a paper and pen kind of gal. <laughs> so I like to take my, my paper calendar uh, for the month of May, for example, and see all of my days right there and write in each day. And I would recommend posting at least once a day, maybe Monday through Saturday, no more than twice a day. And that's really a lot because Facebook is a lot different than Twitter, where you can post 12 times an hour and it doesn't seem spammy. Facebook will actually, the algorithm, which makes Facebook work, okay, will flag you as spammy if you're out there too much, doing too much, and just plugging up people's um, news feeds. And actually, it will stop showing people your content in their newsfeed. So you want to be very strategic in what you're sharing and why. So once a day, twice a day at most, maybe six days a week to give yourself a free day in case something happens or, you know, whatever that may be. So now you know that. So what, what content do you produce? So you have your, your May calendar in front of you. Okay. Um, and you want to think of umbrella topics. So brand awareness, Mondays, you're going to write brand awareness down on your calendar. On Tuesdays, you want to highlight a product or service that you provide. So on Tuesday, you're going to write product slash service feature. Uh, on Wednesdays, you know what? I really value my team and I want to make sure my demographic knows who my team members are. So every Wednesday, you're going to do a team feature. You're going to highlight somebody that works with you. Maybe on Thursday, you get into your mission. Why? What is our passion? Why do we absolutely love having a retail store in downtown New Philadelphia? You know, that, what is that, where does that passion come from? So every Thursday, you're going to talk about your mission and your passion. On Friday, you know what, let's just make it general engagement. We just want to get people talking. We want to get people liking our page, liking our, our posts and sharing comments and sharing. And so your engagement post will happen every Friday. And maybe that engagement post has nothing to do with your business. You know, have you ever seen, um, I know one that's been really popular recently is I spy the color yellow on your phone, share a picture. <laughs> you know, that has nothing to do with your business, most likely, unless maybe you're a paint store, <laughs> then you could probably swing it. But, you know, engagement is just that. Your purpose with an engagement post is to get people engaging. And it doesn't always have to be surrounded around your business and what you do. So maybe every Friday, it's an engagement post. And then maybe Saturdays, you want to share information. Maybe you have a website and you want to send people back to your website. Hey, we love talking to you on Facebook. We love getting to know you. But don't forget our hub of information where you can access our prices and our menu anytime. Make sure you visit our website and you do a promo of some kind that sends people to your website. And so you write these, these umbrella topics out on a calendar. And then, so every Monday, again, you know, you're talking brand awareness. And so each Monday you say, okay, how can I tap into my brand awareness? I want to let people know where I'm located. I want to let people know who I am as the business owner. I want to let people know about our, our slogan or our catchphrase or tagline. And, and you just kind of build content 
with that theme in mind, that umbrella focus that helps kind of guide you so you know what to talk about each week. You just got to really fill in the details. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, Michaela. And I think that, yes, it can be somewhat daunting when you don't have a process. We talked about process on our last um, podcast, but it's just being intentional about what you want to do. I think a lot of people, even when they have created that connection with their audience, I kind of view like the fisherman who puts their line in the water and just before they're going to get a big bite, they pull the line up. And you talked about engagement and a lot of people, when people respond to your Facebook page, it's a great opportunity to say, hey, can I help you? In fact, I believe now, uh, it's, I don't know if it's an automatic, but I've noticed it more recently. When you go into a business uh, Facebook page, the chat box comes up almost immediately. So mm-hmm. can, can you talk a little bit about, even though it's an investment of time, why it's important that once you got uh, a live one on the line, why you need to follow up and engage? It's all about getting to know a person. You know, we talk about all the time, people do business with people. You know, we don't do business with logos. We don't do business with with color palettes and and really cool, uh, aesthetically pleasing business structures. Although those things help. That's not what we do business. That's not why we go to that store over the other. We go to the local retail shop in downtown New Philadelphia because we love the manager. He talks to us. He's fun. He, he, he asks how my kids are. He cares about what, how I'm going to look. You know, that's why we do business with that place. So those messages that pops up, that pop up when you go to a business page, that's ideal because that gets a person saying, oh, I can talk to somebody, you know, and we live in a world where we want to talk to a person. We don't want, you know, to just hope that someone sees our information. We like to be heard and acknowledged as a society and so those those chats that pop up they're letting the person visiting your page know we are here there is a person behind this brand that cares about you that appreciates you and wants to get to know you and i think that that's really valuable because don't we all want to know that there's someone out there that that feels that way about us and cares what we have to say yeah i totally agree with you michaela and uh, just want to speak from an experience that I had, but want to talk a little bit about the Amazon effect. And I think what we're going to see is this, this is going to be this paradigm shift of people going back to relationships now because now they're starved based on maybe Amazon isn't the right thing. In fact, my wife will tell you she's maybe not as comfortable with Amazon as she was before, but there is this missing connection with people. And I do think that there is this value now that maybe the pendulum is swinging more in favor of the experience versus the the convenience of. And I had an experience on Etsy where I ordered something and, you know, it's always a little bit of a crapshoot. What you see, maybe not what you get. Uh, I'm sure other people can relate to that. But the person's follow-up with me about um, in this case, what they wanted to provide for me, they had already sold, but she immediately interacted with us, with me, actually got more sales as a consequence of the follow-up. And she was so sweet on the phone. Like we actually had a, an email conversation, which never would have happened with an Amazon prime. So 
I do feel like those that want to connect will connect and will use it to their advantage. And that's what you're describing is just being very intentional with connecting with people who actually reached out to you. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. And I think that if you look at the trajectory of how our society has grown. So before the only way to get anything was to go there in person, right. And buy it and take it home with you. Then we entered this, this chapter of online shopping, <laughs> hello, online shopping. And it's this huge explosion. And now, and people were distancing themselves and, and, you know, we still do see a struggle with people not being comfortable with face-to-face -face interaction or over the phone interaction because of technology. But I think that we have hit kind of a sweet spot or we're starting to head into this sweet spot where there's this middle ground. Technology is a beautiful thing. We love it. But look at how even if you take Facebook for an example, how Facebook has evolved from being very much a distancing, you know, we don't have to see you, but we can tell what you're doing in your life. I know what you ate for lunch today. And it was very distancing. And you don't, you kind of lose that, that relationship factor to where now you see things like Facebook stories, Instagram stories, where you're supposed to really engage with people and talk to people and show them the authenticity of your life. You see things like Facebook Live, where you're, you're having video interaction because they recognize those, those relationships. And now through all of this, Facebook has launched video chat to build relationship and make sure that you're engaging with people one-on-one -on -one or in group settings. And you're kind of finding this sweet spot with technology is great. And we don't have to be right next to each other. If we can't be, we can still have a meaningful relationship with each other. And so I think that what you're saying is twofold. And as a small business owner, you need to remember that technology is great, but make sure that you're building a relationship by utilizing technology and you use it as a tool to get closer to your customer rather than farther away. So let's talk about a scenario where taking the current uh, circumstance, you're a retail business. Normally people are walking through your door and they may walk through the door because they saw a Facebook post. Now they don't even have that opportunity to do that. You still want to keep your business relevant. What are some of the ways, because I can think of many of just making sure people know that you're still out there. The other thing is if you are communicating with your client, you will find a way to fulfill that order. I do think that with all this time on their hands, and again, I'm just assuming now that there is opportunities for them to kind of rethink, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to connect with my clients because they know who likes their page. They, they would know who's responded, who's bought from them. They could actually send friend requests. There's all kinds of things like, like my business. I think I've seen tons of that recently. Can, can you kind of maybe talk about, hey, Kay, say you're going to get up tomorrow morning. You're you're not going to have your normal day. We we can just assume that. What What are some of the first things they could do to just start rebuilding that momentum again? Mm -hmm. So one of the, my most favorite umbrella focuses or topics to highlight on a social media page as a business is the behind the scenes. Let people see what maybe they don't typically get to see so they can see what the work that goes into the product or service that you, that you provide to your consumer. And this is a great opportunity. While this situation is crazy and something we're all learning through, 
you know, what you would do in this situation is a little different than maybe what you would do on a day-to-day basis when utilizing Facebook or, or social media platforms. But maybe you show them, you do a Facebook live video, for example, and you're in your office and you say, hey guys, it's Michaela. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you and your family, while this is a scary time, are utilizing this as an opportunity to build relationships with each other and to make memories and positive memories through this time. I'm thinking about you all. We cannot wait to serve you again. And we look forward to having you in our store. I just wanted to take a couple seconds to let you know that we are preparing for the moment that all of this surpasses and you can come back in and see us. And I just wanted to show you a couple of things that we have coming up for spring. So, you know, if you're a retail store, you show a couple of the spring dresses. And if you are uh, an ice cream shop, you say, Hey, you know, I've got some extra time right now and I've created this amazing Sunday that you are going to want to try come June. Trust me, you know, and you be real and authentic with your audience and let them know first and foremost, I care about you and your safety matters and your health matters. But you know, we are still looking forward to the opportunity to see you again and to serve you again. And you highlight your products in that way. And Facebook live I get that it's scary, especially if you're not used to doing something like that. Maybe you do a recorded video the first couple of times so that you can get into the, the, the comfortable, be comfortable utilizing a video platform, but, you know, just create something. And we know video does best photos do second best, and you should have every post, either a photo or a video, whenever you do Facebook. But I think just making sure that you let people see what's happening behind the scenes. Let them know how your business is coping. Let them know what's going through your mind. Because again, people do business with people. Yeah. And Michaela, there's a a great example of that. And I think part of what we would like to do is share some love with those that are kind of, to me, setting a great example. And there was a Facebook post by Craft Bistro and Lounge uh, last night. And they said, tonight we hit pre-pandemic sales. And one thing about Eric and Monica, and I, I, you know, they're friends of mine and I love the restaurant, but to, to your point is there was one picture that Eric posted at the end of his day where he's walking down the sidewalk. There's nobody around, but it gave the example of him being, you know, dedicated to his business and also this kind of this loneliness where you're walking by yourself, but also knowing he survived another day. It was just a great visual, but then they get into how, you know, their mixology, their food, you know, their new menu item and their, in the, in their pictures are spot on. And I just feel like you, you can't help but want to go into their Facebook page to see what's going on. And mm-hmm. just the interaction of people being very positive about that's great news because there's not a lot of great news out there, but I think it is a great example of what is possible in one of the more difficult industries to stay relevant because there's so much out there to, to choose from. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. And you know what I think really connected with you, Rick, just taking you as a, as a person is that he was being real. He was being authentic. He was showing you a day in his life. Do you know why reality TV as crazy as it is does so well, because we want to see people that are not rehearsed. And we want to see people who are, you know, don't have a speech in front of them. We want to see people being their authentic, authentic selves and being real. And 
as a business owner, that is gold. And you can't fake authenticity just to be who you are as a person and let your personality shine through. And you can do that through video. You can do that through photos. If you're a restaurant, you're right. There is so much happening right now. And there are a lot of competitors out there. But, you know, one thing you can do, and this might be out of your comfort zone because you do want to stay uh, a top choice whenever you're a restaurant and competition is a real thing. But say that you don't serve ice cream, you know, you serve lunch and dinner menus and you, what does it hurt to promote, you know, Miller's Creamery, you know, or another ice cream shop because they're not a direct competitor of yours. Hey, come down here, you know, or we're doing takeout right now and delivery get yourself a dinner. There's so much happening in the world right now. Don't stress yourself out about having to cook too. Or maybe you weren't able to get your, your Walmart grocery pickup ordered because they're two and three days out before you can get groceries right now. Don't worry about it. Let us help you. Let us do what we love to do, which is serve you with a, a wonderful dinner. And then when you're done, our friends over at Miller's Creamery have this amazing Sunday that you just got to try. And, you know, what's it hurt to do a businesses supporting business loop or something like that so that we're all looking out for each other? Your consumer is going to appreciate that. Humanity always wins. Yeah, and I think there's definitely a spirit of that here, which has been phenomenal almost from the get-go. What, what did happen, though, is there was so much content out there. It got to be a little bit of just a spillover, and it was just hard to differentiate. For example, I'll use pizza is, mm-hmm. you know, how many, after a while, it's hard to differentiate whose pizza is being posted. So, but there are some loyalties that have been built, which help, but I'm just saying for those that have a lot of time now, almost to your point, more is not good. Yeah. And the quality and the connection is really what's more important than the volume at this point, Right. You are right on. And, you know, if we were looking at Facebook 10 years ago, you could post absolutely anything and it would do well. (laughs) You know, it didn't matter what you said. It didn't matter the quality of your photo. It didn't matter any of that. It just, you posted something and you reached a ton of people and it was really successful. That's not the case anymore because Facebook is saturated, doesn't even begin to describe the amount of information that is shared on Facebook every single day. So as a business owner, you don't post just a post, then you're wasting your time. You post with an intentional purpose and a result that you want out of that language that you utilize, the photo you share, the background of the video that you're, you're recording, all of those things. And I, I don't say that to make individuals go, well, How am I supposed to deal with all that? I do that to challenge you to be intentional with the time you're asking your consumers to give you, because that's what you're doing. Even though there's just trolling and scrolling through Facebook, you're asking them to stop, read your post, watch your video. And you're saying, Hey, can I have some of your very valuable time? Make it worth their time to give you and give them something to either utilize, apply, learn about you, ask how they're doing and make sure you're being very intentional with why you're even making that post. And then there's some, what I'll call housekeeping things. For example, how many people have actually looked to see if their hours are correct? If they're, yeah. off, if they're offering pickup service, if they've listed the correct phone number. And I've seen a lot of times where the website's not even out there. 
Yeah. So, yeah. There, so there's some like very basics that I think, again, when you're trying to just run faster than the next person, you forget why you're running sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think to your point is taking really quick assessment of where you are. So let's kind of circle back with some best practices. You know, you've set up many clients with a Facebook accounts. I'm assuming you've also worked with people who've had them and you give them, I would say your honest feedback on just how Uh effective it is. And so what are some of the just, let's start with the more important things. What should you not do? And then maybe go into more of the housekeeping stuff. Yeah, so I love that you brought up foundation, okay? Because a Ferrari looks amazing, but if the motor's crap, is it any good? <laughs> you know, you everyone wants to focus on the visual and the cosmetics, but you really need to backtrack and say, you know, is this information, it, are my links working? Is my website created correctly if I'm going to put my URL on my Facebook page? And so the things that you should not do, I always tell my clients, the only thing worse than not having a social media presence is having one that is static and isn't updated, isn't relevant, and the information is incorrect. Okay, that's worse than not even having a page at all. So you wanna make sure that with your business Facebook page, you know, at the beginning of this, this conversation I mentioned, your cover photo should show some faces. Use that big giant cover photo to put a face to your business and a person behind your brand. Show your team members. You can even utilize video. I know with our page with Newsy Mom, we have a promotional video that plays in the slot of our cover photo that tells a little bit about our organization and our mission. You know, utilize that space. Now, right now, if you don't already have a video, maybe that doesn't make sense for you because we can't really go out and shoot a video right now. But utilize a photo. You likely have some uh, a team photo or photos of your your uh, staff at work doing something. Make that your cover photo. I always encourage your your profile photo. You should absolutely have a profile photo there to be your brand logo, so that people immediately see that association. Now you've got this cool photo with putting a face to the brand, and then you're reminded of what the brand is in in the other side of your your Facebook page. So what not to do, don't leave your about section blank, okay? I know sometimes, you know, when you're looking at a Facebook page, it's to the right of your profile, your your homepage of your profile, and it just says about. A lot of times people are like, well, what do I say? You know, what do I put there? I'm just going to skip that for now. Don't skip that because people are going to look at that. They do more so than you would expect. Now, your photos That's going to attract attention first, but then they're going to say, well, who are these people if I don't know them or what is this brand? Your about is your opportunity to write your own script. Tell them your mission, why you do what you do, but make sure it's about them. We always want to tout as small business owners, our, our mission statement, our vision statement. That's really internal use. Okay. That's for our own guidance. Your about sections that should say, we are passionate about serving you because, but we are passionate about serving you. And here's what we look forward to providing you, or we've been in business for 50 years and we look forward to another 50 with you doing X, Y, Z, and make sure you utilize that about section for that. 
you want to make sure that if you have a website, that should absolutely be on your Facebook page. And again, in your about section, when you're setting up the foundation of your page, you can easily add that URL in there. Just make sure it works. After you put everything in, you want to go through and test, test, test to make sure that everything is working properly. Your phone number, make sure that the phone number is correct and you didn't typo. The worst thing you can do, someone tries to pick up the phone and call you and they get that little operator that says this phone number is not a working number or some, you know, Jane Doe answers the phone and says, this isn't them. You don't want to give someone that feeling about your business. So make sure that information in there. If they can contact you by email, make sure that is in there. But you want all of those pieces and parts because, you know, at the beginning of this conversation, Rick, we talked about how having a Facebook page creates legitimacy. If someone hears of your business, they type it into Facebook to see if they can find you. But taking that another step further, especially for those of you who have big dollar amount asks, you're a mortgage company, you're a real estate agent, or whatever that may be, and your purchases cost a lot more money, you know, excavating or landscaping they're going to want to click on a website to double check authenticity and to double check legitimacy. So they need that additional step before they make a purchase versus if they're buying a pair of shoes. Okay. So, um, so Michaela, yeah. one, one of the things that came to mind was I have kind of this pet peeve about people using stock photos because they don't have content. And then there's those that keep old photos which aren't even relevant anymore. So there is this kind of housekeeping maintenance that you have to do uh, to make sure that there is this connection because your website could be completely different from your Facebook page and vice versa because you're just not thinking about the image that you're trying to present, the story you're trying to present. And I think this is the opportunity to really do that self-examination and and one of the things I appreciate about you is you take this holistic approach to what are you trying to accomplish rather than focusing on one solution, right? Right. So um, one of the things I want to do is make sure that people understand what you bring to the equation, the table, as far as resources go. So if, if someone wanted to basically talk about I want to get my Facebook page right. I understand you, you, what I heard from you was it's, it seems very daunting to me, uh, or I just need some critical uh, feedback. What, what, how do they connect with you? I mean, tell, tell them, tell us more about, because I, I want this to be not only informational, but I also want that they may need specific help in what can we do to, I guess, provide that. Yeah, so um, I, I want people to, to realize that you and I, Rick, understand that this is a giant cloud of information. And while we do hope that we are providing some direction here, some people still will need individual consultation. Okay, here is my business. Give me some ideas to get my brain working in this way. So yeah, I, I would love to answer any questions that our small business owners out there have. You guys can send me an email. My email address is Michaela at newsymom.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A at newsymom, N-E-W-S-Y-M-O-M.com. Send me your questions. 
We can brainstorm together, see what kind of uh, specifics you're looking to accomplish with your business, and I will help you any way I can. You can also follow Newsy Mom on Facebook. Of course, our organization supports mothers in the local community, and uh, we're really just trying to, to engage and build relationships. And so if you want examples about how we're sharing our mission um, or just want to be involved in, in our community, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Newsy Mom. And then you can also find us on Instagram. I am a consultant with the Small Business Development Center in New Philadelphia. Um, it's a free resources resource to businesses, all you small businesses. All you have to do is become a client. Now, I will say this is a crazy time. Everybody at the Small Business Development Center right now is overwhelmed with just trying to keep up with SBA loans and grants available. And so getting in to be a client, if you aren't already, could be difficult. Rick, I know you guys there at the Ezekiel Project have a ton of great resources and consultants as well. So we can work to make sure that, you know, if you have specific questions, we find a way to get you answers. Well, thanks, Michaela. Yes, we kind of are all kindred spirits here and we want to make sure that you know we're in it together. And we, we had a great conversation with another gentleman yesterday about trying to get more information on some of the SBA loan programs, and we hope to be able to follow up with that. But you're not alone. I mean, these agencies that are trying to provide solutions are getting the same effect you are because the information isn't necessarily an absolute they don't know how they're going to deliver it. They're getting more calls than they ever would have anticipated. So we're trying to bridge that a bit. So I'm, we're going to try to do these weekly and come up with what we're hearing and what we're seeing on Facebook, what people are reaching out to me for. In fact, um, as a result of a uh, Facebook conversation yesterday, there's going to be a small group of retailers that are going to do a Zoom conference just to just check in with one another and they're all over different industries. I think everything from food to retail to you name it. And I think what we realize is that we're going to have to do this together. My email address is rickaridondo56 at gmail.com, R-I-C-K-A-R-R-E-D-O-N-D-O, 56 at gmail.com. Because if we can organize some more of these things, we want to do it with the intentionality that we're going to bring value to you. Because there's a lot of common themes right now. And right now, it's just, where can I get good information? So that's the purpose of these podcasts. And hopefully, this will continue going forward. Because I do think that the sentiment that they're not alone is really important right now. But at the same time, if they're not taking positive action, then they're going to fall in this malaise of, how do I get myself back into the flow of things? And I think what we want to do is be more than encouragers. We want to give them steps to do. So anything you want to close with? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, you know, uh, something to point out just quickly for those of you who are thinking right now, I get that Facebook is a great resource. I get that I need to be on social media. You understand the importance of staying relevant and having a voice right now so that people don't forget about you. So the, the one thing I would like to say, Rick, is, you know, we're talking about having a Facebook page and the importance of that. And I understand, you know, everyone out there is listening and saying, okay, I get that. But, you know, maybe I only have 200 people on my Facebook page. Is it worth my time? Because I still need to build up that, that um, engagement and get people liking my page. I just want to let them know that a perfect example, and I will be very transparent with this, 
on our Newsy Mom Facebook page, we're just shy of, of 3,000 followers. Okay, and, I, and we've worked hard for that number, and we have a, lo a loyal fan base that we're proud of. But, and again, going back to utilizing our insights and the statistics that a business page provides, in the last three weeks, we've reached over 70,000 people through our Facebook page. And so that is a great example of how you can capitalize. So that 200 that you have liking your page, if you provide intentional purpose-driven content that people want to share, they will share it on their page and your reach can grow astronomically over that number of 200. And then you'll start to see that 200 increase as well that want to actually continue to follow you. So don't be discouraged. Don't put your head down. This is a learning process. You are 100% right, Rick, that you guys out there, those small business owners, you're not in this alone. And there are resources and we have an amazing community that wants to help each other. So all you have to do is reach out and say, hey, I'm someone that would like to brainstorm. And we'll start that process and uh, make sure that you stay relevant and that we all see this through to the end. Awesome, Michaela. And thank you again. And just remember, uh, in our last podcast, we talked about, you know, this is the time to market. Yeah. And, and if you're looking at, you know, investing in any kind of print media, radio media, this is free. So you want to take advantage, full advantage of this during this time because it's not costing anything. It's just okay. more of an investment of time. So just want to encourage you that, hey, better times are, are clearly ahead of us. And uh, we hope to continue these conversations going forward. So thank you, Michaela, for joining us today. And we'll talk to you hopefully next week. And if you got any questions, again, we gave you our email information or, again, connect us through a Facebook page. But thank you again, Michaela, for your time. Look forward to our next conversation. I'm looking forward to it, too.